Hi, folks. Just a heads up that Sophie's audio quality goes down here. Um, We essentially had the ghost of Chuck's monkey invade our recording equipment. And so we're pulling just a backup recording. Uh, But just want to give you a heads up. Bye-bye. We remember all the times we saw that monkey. (laughs) Yeah, which the monkey does not appear. Yeah, she's gone. She dead. Sweetie died. Sweetie starved herself to death. Everybody, welcome to Girls Like Us show today. I'm I'm rejoicing. I'm I'm feeling like I'm I'm at our own graduation because. we're, this was the last book in the Gossip Girl series, y'all. I feel like yeah, a weight has been lifted. Over. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, we should be singing, And I, I will always love you, because that's the title of this book. Um, I don't, I will always hate these books, though, so. Yeah. Um, it's over. Thank God. I mean, like, and they really didn't do us any favors with this one either. Um, yeah, no. This book was 400 pages. Yeah. This book, I opened it up because usually they're like, what, like 250? And I was like, there's parts in it. It's a four-part book. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, I opened it up and I, like, was, like, immediately now. Immediately. Like, usually I'm like, these books are too long and they're it's because they're 220 pages. This book was twice that. You know, I, I just am so happy to leave leave these books behind, and yeah, I do think that over. part of it is just neither of us have a childhood connection to it. Um, no. We've gotten some messages from listeners. Um, someone was talking about how, like, these books are, like, uh, very kind of, like, wordy, kind of. Like, there's a certain element to the prose that I feel like... I don't know, we are maybe not getting it, reading it as adults, but I could see, like, it, it reminds me of how I remember really liking Uglies, and then now reading that as an adult, I'm like, what was happening here? This is bad. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's something about these books that's so deeply boring to me. Like, I I don't wonder what these characters are going to get up to. I don't wonder what's going to happen next. I don't think that anything substantive actually happens. Like, it doesn't, right. like, the it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is that, like, that, I can understand the appeal of that in a series of books, right? Like, a book series when nothing happens, that's fine. Um, but the things that do happen in these books are just so, like, deeply, deeply offensive to me reading this. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, yeah. you know, as uh, in 2022 that, I don't know, it's, I, I just, these books um, just have truly haunted me, especially when I think of how much we liked the first one. Yeah, I mean, but Franny, this book does end in in a dazzling sort of ode to female friendship. That's true. And that's definitely what Serena and Blair have. Exactly. It's a female friendship. Right. They're girls and they are friends. And I don't want to hear anything else about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Should we, let's kind of like go through, like, let's talk Let's just, let's do, like, because I don't think we need to talk about this the plot of this book for too long, because neither of us care about the plot of this book. Yeah. So let's talk about kind of, like, our Gossip Girl journey 
Mm-hmm. And um, the position that we find ourselves in today, I just, I've enjoyed talking about these as I always do. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing this podcast. However, this has definitely been our biggest flop series yet. And and mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that's not lost on me. Um, I guess I just, like you were saying, I don't have any, these books feel very like, dropped from space to me like I don't have a Mm -hmm. situational view of them other than viewing the covers in different places um to me these books feel like very contextless Mm -hmm. and it feels like the tv show has a much greater hold on people than the book series does and it's not like Pretty Little Liars where we can trace a clear lineage from the book series to the TV show. Like mm-hmm. it's basically like they bought the idea of there being something called Gossip Girl. Yeah. And the the thing that stuck out the most to me in this books is just the strong uh contempt that Von Zeiler has for and the ghostwriter. Uh, for all of the characters in this. Yeah. It's really difficult to to read a series in which the author clearly hates, I would say, almost all of the characters. Maybe she doesn't hate Blair and Serena that much. I don't know if she hates Serena. I feel like she hates Blair a little bit, even though Blair is by far the most interesting character. But reading about yeah. Dan and Vanessa and, and Nate, these characters who just continually are fucking up and just, and Jenny, like, putting themselves in these in these situations where kind of no empathy is shown for them. And, and it, it, there's no, there's no human connection in these books. There's no reader to character connection. You cannot identify uh, in a real way with these characters because then you are identifying with the author uh, hating you. Right. Exactly. It's like none of these characters are put in, are given any sort of depth, any sort of like kindness to like what they might be going through. Like it's, it's, it's just a whole mess. Yeah. Um, The one thing I will say that I looked forward to week after week with these books, you know, at the beginning when we when we first read it, I was really hoping that they would explore kind of uh, like the um, sexual relationship, sexual romantic relationship between Blair and Serena a little more. And mm -hmm. maybe Blair's kind of like. um, Burgeoning uh, homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we really did not get that in any way that was appropriate. But one thing that they did bring in that I have to tell you this kept me going was the introduction of Sweetie Chuck's Monkey. I tuned in every week trying to see what gross shit Sweetie would get up to. And yeah, like we said in this book, Sweetie immediately, like Chuck goes to like, and it's unclear if he's bisexual. Yeah, he goes to military school, but it's like hippie military school. Like they're milking cows. And Sweetie immediately is bit by a rattlesnake. And then Chuck says that Sweetie starved herself to death. Yeah, I mean, that's really dark. Yeah. Like... And also, like, why couldn't you, like, I think, because there's a time jump in this book, why couldn't there's you four. just, like... It, it's, yeah. it's each year of, of college, basically. College. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a time jump to the first time that we see them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like they're, it, it's in New Year's Eve every year, so it, the first time we see them is uh, New Year's Eve of their freshman year of college. Exactly. Why couldn't you just, like, don't talk about Sweetie, she's a pet, we'll assume she died, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. Why do you need to give her this, like, horrible, gruesome... Or why can't Sweetie still be there? Because I would say Sweetie was the first time that Chuck felt real love. And maybe Sweetie is the per- is the reason why he's such a changed man in this book. Which, right. Meg, because I, I was telling Meg, like, I was like, oh, this is how, like, you know, it ended. And Blair's with Chuck for a long time in this book. And she was like, do you think that's because of the show? 
Was there, was that any show influence? Yes. Uh, yeah. yes. Uh, it 100% was because we also see Dan and Serena having yeah. a romance in this book. And, and I read several Goodreads reviews that were like, this is stupid. This is pandering to fans of the show, not true diehard fans of the book, which yeah. if you're a true diehard fan of these books, like the hospital's over there, babe. Um, <laughs> and yes, people like they wanted to, this book was published in 2009. So at this point, the show has been airing for two years. These romances between these main characters mm-hmm. that appear in this book are already being teased out in the show. They wanted to capitalize off of some of the success of the show and give people what they want from the show. Like this is the book yeah. to me that feels and I've watched, you know, like four episodes of the show, but this is the book that feels to me like most like the show. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I will say that um, this book wasn't, it was long, but it wasn't t as much of a slog to get through because the year ch- chapters were shorter and at least that there was constant yeah. plot happening. So I was like, okay, I know something's going to come of this. I know this will change. Um, more enjoyable than some of the books that we've read in, in this series, for sure. The interesting thing with the Chuck character is, they make him into, yeah, this kind of, like, really, like, I don't know, like, a man who has, like, reached the, like, he's, like, so, like, self-actualized. Like, Chuck went from literally molesting multiple women to then being, you know, uh, gay, and now he's, like, self-actualized and is, like, hey, like, I see the light in you. And, like, in in a genuine way, which that was interesting to me because I'm, like, this has nothing to do with that character. He's not even the suave guy that he is in in the show. Yeah, I mean, he does become self-actualized in the show, but he's, he does definitely skip the gay part. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if I like that better. But he's not self-actualized I, from, like, milking a cow, though, which is what happens in this book. Is yeah. He's like, when I, I delivered like that calf you know, out of the that cow, oh, yeah. boy, me and the boys were talking about it till the other cows came whistling home. Yeah, ugh, God, it's so stupid. And then, of course, yeah, like, him and Blair connect. And, you know, there's a whole thing where, of course, Blair and Nate reconnect. And, like, just, like, Blair, you know, in the end, like, you know, she decides she doesn't want to be with Nate. She's with Chuck. And then at the end, she's like, no, just kidding. Me and Serena are going to be friends. So I'm not going to have a boyfriend. A classic thing you do when you're friends with a girl. Um Mm -hmm. Chuck didn't even need to be in this book. Every book that Chuck's no. in, Chuck doesn't need to be in the book. I still don't understand what the author thinks he's doing here. In this book, it's pretty clear what the author thinks he's doing is teasing fans of the TV show. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. I just, like, that's the thing throughout this whole process. Like, even when we talk about specifics of, like, what the author's doing, I always get to the place of, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to even talk about it because it's so stupid. Like there's no, nothing about this bears any critical weight to me because it's so, it all seems so random. Even, you know, with Pretty Little Liars and kind of the convolutedness of that plot, because that didn't really, the click didn't have really much convoluted plot. It had repeating plots, but I would say that there's a clear arc in, in over the series of, of growth for some of the characters. Pretty Little Liars, that became more of a difficulty in making new, like, thrilling plot twists every book, which I can understand. But at least with, you know, Pretty Little Liars, I never felt like I was 
like the author was writing at me with just a sneer on her face. Like not only does she yeah. hate the characters, she hates the readers and she thinks we're dumb as shit. Like, and that's really like, it, it I'm like, why? Like, did, did yeah. she enjoy writing these? What about this book? Like brings Cecily von Ziegler, any sort of, of joy into her life? Like what did, what were these books doing for her other than making her a lot of money? And maybe that's just the answer. I would say, yeah, like making her, making her a lot of money. Like that to me is like that making her a lot of money. Like clearly she had some, she thought she was being really funny. She thought she was like entertaining children and Dan in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Ha ha. Yeah. Dark. Ha ha. Every time she wanted to make fun of a male character, she was like, what if he did something gay? Yeah. There's just nothing. I mean, it's so empty because, like, meanness and negativity, it doesn't create any, like, she's, there's no spirit in in any of these. And also, like, this is a ghostwriter book. Like, it's just somebody mimicking meanness and negativity. Um, There's nothing here that's, like, trying to get us to be interested or to teach us anything. It's, like, all just pulpy bullshit. Like, it's more so than, like, like, with the click, like, there's a certain... Like we've talked about before, she had a lot of fun. Lisi had a lot of fun writing the click. So there's this certain joie de vie in reading it. And there's also like, it's kind of like a celebration of, a celebration of and, and an induction into female social patterns. Yeah. Um, that does bear a good amount of critical weight and give us a lot to talk to. Uh, give us a lot to talk about. Give us a lot to talk about. With Pretty Little Liars, there's all of these fun mystery elements, and there's a lot of really creative thinking from the author about the relationship dynamics between the women in that yeah. book. And you have sympathy um, for the girls. Exactly, because it's yeah. like the the tragedy of Allison De Laurentiis going missing or losing her life or whatever happens to her feels very real. It feels very lived in. The mm-hmm. trauma of that loss to the four main girls is a very believable and interesting, uh, very believable and interesting inciting incident. Yeah. Um, it's just not like now with this book, it's like, what is like, what's the inciting incident of this book? Okay. Serena coming home from boarding school. Uh, like, yeah. I don't A character care. that we like, don't that, know that about goes away. Like, We don't get... Uh, something I'm realizing right now is, like, we get barely any school action in these books. No. Um, and especially, like, a lot of these books, and I think the dynamics behind it, would have been much more interesting in a college um, dynamic or in a college setting. Um, especially when... Like, and I feel like I can't even talk about this with a straight face. Like, all the Dan stuff, the Dan writing stuff. Like, yeah. And the Vanessa stuff. Like, I think that some of this stuff is supposed to function as a satire. But a satire of what? Of these high schoolers who, like, like why do confused. you hate them so much? I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's just really, like, this whole this whole thing has been so disappointing from top to bottom. Um, mm-hmm. from and head I don't to toe, like, H to T. Yeah, from, from freaking toe up, it's a disaster. 
And I don't understand, like, I think this is why we don't see a lot of longevity specifically for the books. Like, you don't see yeah. young women reading these books. You do see young women reading the Quake. You do see young women liars. reading yeah. PLL. These books, it's like, forget about it. Like, Forget about it. Yeah. Nobody is interested in... There's just no, I mean, like, if you were to even pick this up, I would I would say, and, and I don't know, because once again, this was not a nostalgia exercise for me. If you were to pick this up even for nostalgia, I don't think you could find yourself. I I would be interested in in hearing from readers who are maybe, like, rereading it because we are covering it on the pod or have reread it, like, in the last couple of years. And how is that revisiting? Because it's always especially sad and shocking when you pick up a book and it's there's nothing left to love about it. And that's how I felt with Uglies because I really did yeah. like Uglies as a teen and read it multiple times. And then when we picked it up. It's like, this is written in like lorem ipsum. I cannot understand what's going on in this yeah. text. It's very disappointing making. Yeah. It's very disappointing um, making. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, at this point, I'm never like, fully disappointed because I always think when we pick something up that it's going to be bad, um, Mm -hmm. especially in this current era of the podcast. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't feel too invested in it, but it is, it's way more fun to read a good book than a bad book. And we've spent the last now since the beginning of the year, which is insane. It's (laughs) fucking July since the beginning of the year. So for fucking seven months, we've spent reading these gossip girl books. That's crazy. And Sophie, I'm going to say this and like, I'm I'm kind of worried about what I'm bringing out here because I, I don't want us to to be under fire here, but say it. there's a certain like, you know, like monkey pox is happening right now. And we've spent a lot of time talking about Sweetie. And I just we worry have. that the universe has kind of, that we've, we've kind of opened this, this uh, Pandora's this sweetie's box and kind of let this, yeah. let this into the Pandemic world. Pandemic box. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to well, speak on monkey box. Yeah, no, we, we can, we can cut that out. That was probably. No, just, it's okay. Just, no, it's okay. No, no, no. I think, I think it's relevant. It's real. Keep this all in. I personally am saying, I just don't want to bring anything else. I don't want to conjure anything else bad. I don't even want to say no. where this is possibly going. No. Um, and let's kind of talk a little bit about, um, like, where we're going as a podcast. Because I do think this is relevant. Because, sure, yeah. You know, I think we've said before in the podcast that we were going to do Princess Diaries as our next series. Sorry, that's out the window. We will be reading a Princess Diaries book at some point, but we're going to focus on shorter series and, like, groupings of authors where it's like, you know, we're going to do... Um, you know, a uh, Judy Bloom book every other week for, you know, X number of weeks. And then what we typically do, which is sandwich that in with just a a random standalone book, because just for us and for you guys, we don't want to get caught in another book series where we cannot vet the quality of the later books. And yeah, or there's there's no social vetting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have no idea. I don't want to get sucked into the it girl. Like, and yeah. I just don't want to touch. I mean, I think we'll touch a, we'll touch a Gossip Girl property again. I just, I need a minute from it right now because this has just been, 
This yeah. has been way too much. And I, I'm so sick of these. I feel no desire to read the prequel because we are told time and time again everything that's happened <laughs> between Nate, yes, Nate, we Blair, and Serena. So, know. But we will read Gossip Girl Psycho Killer. Uh, yeah. We, we will be reading that um, probably in October. But yeah, so with that being said, I mean, we're definitely, your guys' suggestions are going to become even more uh, relevant, basically, because our slates are going to be a little clearer when it comes to not doing series that have like 30 books in them. Um, and yeah, and I just, you know, Gossip Girl, I, I bid you farewell. Um, I, I, I don't want to think about you again. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I just like, I don't know. Even like seeing like people on TikTok talk about the TV show has been, people on TikTok triggering. talk about the TV show. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been triggering. Um, because I just, I, I think that it's like making me dislike people. Like it's like anybody saying anything positive about any Gossip Girl property makes me think that they have bad taste and that they're not good at like yeah I I stuff. think I think like I like and when I say goodbye to Gossip Girl for me I am specifically talking about the book series like I think yeah there I I like the what has stopped me from watching the show uh, is the sexual assault that's just hard for me to get past and then knowing that Ed Westwick is kind of a creep in real life. Um, but I think there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There was some, some me too stuff. Um, but, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot more value in, in the show. Um, and a lot more like campy fun moments. Um, that like, I, I could see myself maybe in the future, like trying to jump in on like a season two or something. Can't really see myself doing that with the reboot necessarily. Um, but I don't know, at least in the in the pilot for the original show, we got the yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I need to, I need a break from this gossip girl character. This gossip, uh, yeah, I need this a break gossip from girl the girls female. and their gossip. Um, um, I have a, I have a question. This has nothing yeah. to do with gossip girl. I, if you guys don't know, we're recording much later at night than we usually do because we're, we're trying to fit in some records before both of us go on vacations. Um, so I apologize. I'm jumping around, but I just, you know, we just talked yeah. for a while about gossip girl. We're going to start talking about the plot of this book. I have to ask a, a question cause we, we really started off right into gossip yeah. girl and I, I want to talk more John. Have you heard about, so I have this question. So everybody, I uh, see like you I'm like having like total ADHD right this now. This is what like, having a sleepover with us everywhere. would be like. If you guys are ever like yeah. what would it be like to hang out with Freddie and Sophie? It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like I it, it hits 10 p.m. and my mind truly like evaporates into like a bunch of gumballs like rolling around in a gumball machine. Yeah. There's a thing, there's a there's a thing I've seen. Everybody's sharing this song on TikTok. Everybody's sharing this song on Twitter. Everybody's sharing this song on Instagram. Talk. Have you heard of this? It's called Stick Season. It, just say it again. You cut out for a second. It's called Stick Season. What? Have you heard about this? What? No. It's like this song that's like, and da, 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 and it's the season of the stick. And I, I guess I just wanted to know if you knew what it was because like no. I'm seeing all these people share it and it's just like, it's a regular, to me, it sounds like a regular whiny white boy song, but people are sharing it as if it has some, some deeper meaning and tweeting about it. Maybe it's like all of these new Twitter and Instagram algorithms. They're trying to force me to listen to this. It's the season of the stick song. And I'm like, what does the season of the stick mean? What are you talking about? I'm like, 
what yeah. am I supposed to be getting out of this song? And it's like, it's sweeping the nation. It's a pandemic. Yeah, I have I have no idea. This is the viral song TikTok is currently obsessed. And over, I love I Vermont, but it's the season of the sticks. And I saw your mom. She forgot that I existed. And it's half my fault, but I just like to play the victim. I'll drink alcohol till my friends come home for Christmas. And I'll dream each night of some version of you that I might not have, but I did not lose. Now your tire tracks and one pair of shoes. And I'm split in half and that'll have to do. What does that mean? He split it's in like, half. It and sounds that, like he just got broken up with. I, I'm guessing he's like, you go back somewhere in the fall. There's sticks all around. You're like, damn, just like our yeah. love. Stick season sticks are is dying. used in Vermont for the transition between fall and winter. Okay. He's going to split them this? in half. Like, it just sounds like a fucking shitty Avett Brothers song. Uh, the the one um, song that I keep seeing on TikTok is like this. I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And then there's the other one um, that's like, he's so pretty when he goes, he down, goes down, on down on me. Disgusting. Disgusting. I did add that one to my library, though. Don't like. I, I, have to, I know. I know. What this guy reminds me of, do you think it's kind of like a peach scone, Hobo Johnson or whatever, Mark? Because I just read a, a Parade.com article, very, uh, 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 oh, I can't think of words right now, a very reputable source that said that he's been teasing the song for two years. Stick season? Stick season. Who is this guy? Why does he get to tease a song for two years? For all everybody knows, I've been teasing a song for two years. Yeah, like, and sing it now. I am a little boy and I live on a boat with all my siblings. I am a little boy and we work so hard on the boat and we mop, mop, mop the deck and then we get our little supper and then I go sleep, sleep, sleep and I wake up so, so early because I'm a little boy on a boat. Yo, ho, ho, I'm on a boat. Okay, now you have to, what's Yo your ho song? Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of milk. Yo, yeah. ho, ho, and a bottle of milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's my remix that I get okay. to be on. What's your no, what's your song that you've been teasing for two years? Um There's a room in the Target where all the mops are kept. <laughs> I go in there and I'm cleaning. And on the floor I swept up some rat feces that were there <laughs> i don't even care i'm thinking about you in the target cleaning room <laughs> that's my <laughs> you guys thought that you were getting He's so pretty when he comes down on me i don't like am i have like... you ever thought that when nick's gone down on you Ew, no. Like, I, I, like and she's also said, it specifies. Here's the thing. I do think that tune is good, but then she says that he's wearing a shirt. I'm like, honey, <laughs> fresh out okay. the laundry. He has his pussy eating shirt on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, be honest with me. I want you to be totally honest with me. We're, yeah. This is it's late night. It's sleepover vibes. It's honesty hour. Do you think that if I say I don't want to hear? I don't want to hear anything about anybody going down on somebody in a song, especially under the, the, the verbiage of going down on somebody. Yeah. Like, 
is it bad for me to say that? Like, I just don't want to hear that. No, I think, I, I think, I think you don't have to want to hear that. I, I don't like, think you have to want to hear that. I'm trying to say like, like, is it misogyny? And it's like, no, I don't want to hear a, she sucked my cock song. <laughs> okay. What songs are there about sucking cock? Um, uh, lolly, 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 lolly. Let me see you pop that body. Oh yeah. There's a few. Like putting a lolly in someone's mouth. There's that one. Um, is that the same one as she she lick it like a lollipop? Or no, that's Lil Wayne. She she lick it like a lollipop. And then there's the Justin Bieber. She say she want my lolly. She want to make it pop. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that is yeah. gross. She say she want my lolly. Really she want to kiss the top. It, it's kind of gross. I can Ew. I can do, do with like a like it, it is it is just like that's that's intimate. OK, I, I honestly like any sort of yeah. like direct sex thing in a song. It, it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 intimate, and especially want, in, in the context of he's putting on his pussy eating bib, basically. For, you know, <laughs> I don't know about ew. that, and I get that that's a love song. I get, but I think like, I think either way you go, whether you're going intimate or like horny with it, yeah, I think that's a fair thought that you don't want to hear that. I just don't like. There's so many more artful ways to convey sexuality and sensuality through music other than being like, I'm radical. I'm a feminist. My man is pretty when he goes down on me. And I bet all you motherfucking conservatives fucking hate to hear that because my man fucking eats my pussy and he focuses on my pleasure. And what's more, I think he looks hot in a feminine way when he does it. Because we don't (laughs) fall. We're straight, but we're in a queer fucking relationship and we don't fall gender norms. Actually, usually most times in a relationship, only the girlfriend has her nose pierced. But in this relationship, (laughs) the boyfriend has his nose pierced too. He's got earrings. He's got nail polish. Like that's the vibe that it's giving me. It's it's giving uh, uh, that girl on TikTok who was like, guys, like Zendaya and Tom Holland are giving queer vibes. Like that's like a queer relationship. Um, Anyway, okay, let's. What that means is that is that when Zaya and Zaya, when Zendaya and Tom Holland hold hands in public, people should like boo them. It's because she's taller, dude, and because he's short. And tall girls are famously not women. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that's like literally like I'm like I would. What if someone like anytime I've been. I'm trying to, I think, okay, I have a 50% ratio, I think, of men being taller than me or men being shorter than me and me, like, being with them. That, so that, if someone called that brave because a guy was shorter than Disgusting. me, I would scream. Disgusting. That's just insane. Um, yeah. Okay. It would be like if somebody was like, you weigh more than your boyfriend, that's <laughs> radical. And I would be like, That's radical. That's queer. That's trauma. <laughs> That's um, that's me trying to put on. Have I? I've talked about this. How one time Nick got a pair of pants that were too big, and I was like, "Oh, I can wear them as like a cute boyfriend jean thing." And yeah. Nick, the pants that were too big for Nick uh, did not fit over my ass. No, and that's similarly, radical. I I've moved out of. Um, I can kind of sometimes stretch into Meg shirts, though it has taught me because like Meg used to work at Madewell, so she got all these Madewell discounts, and I can fit into like, and I'm like a I'm a solid size large. Madewell sizing is crazy. At least it yeah. really used to be. I can fit into like an extra small Madewell shirt unless yeah. it's just like one of those things where it's like, what's the one that's all the same size? Um, Brandy Melville. Brandy Melville. But it, it feels like they are, uh, that's like one where I'm like, the vanity sizing is very strong at Madewell. 
Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the plot of this book. Let's just go year by year. Um, first year, Blair is with a boy that she just met who she's at college. Has, at college, she has Christmas with his family, and they're all going to Costa Rica. And then the dad says, no ring, no bring, which means she can't go to Costa Rica with them. Oh, man. She comes back to New York. Serena hasn't been doing anything. Nate gets off of the cruise or his like little ship with his Scottish captain and Scottish captain is like, I can't keep babysitting your balls anymore. Go choose one of those girls. What he actually says is I'm just a little boy on a boat (laughs) and I wake up in a bed with all my siblings and I wash, wash, wash the deck. That's what he actually says to be specific. Yeah. Yeah. He does say that. Um, So, you know, they all see each other. Blair immediately cheats on her boyfriend with Nate. um, And then Serena is upset about that. Chuck and, oh no, and Vanessa cheats on Dan. Classic. Um, Yeah. As as she she should at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, With her film TA. And Serena and Blair get in a big fight. What's the film TA's name? It's something stupid. It's Hollis. It's yes. Hollis, and then he goes to Iceland. So I was yes. like, Aria. Aria, <laughs> Aria vibes. vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's literally like exact Aria vibes. Like, oh, cheating yeah. with like some kind of professorial figure. Check. His name is Hollis. Yeah. Check. Name yeah. of their school. Go to Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Bubble. Um, and, oh, and the other thing that happens is Katie and Isabel, who were the very minor side characters, like, who kind of followed Blair around, um, they both went to University of Florida, but one of them comes back with a girlfriend. And then um, Gossip Girl later describes this phenomenon as bug, bisexual until graduation. Franny, have you graduated yet? <laughs> no, I'm a school of hard knocks. <laughs> we never... <laughs> I'm bisexual I'm until I graduate in that grave. The, yeah. Until I graduate the school of hard knocks. I'm I'm bisexual until grave. <laughs> <laughs> She's bug. Bisexual bug. until grave. Gross. Yeah. Um Yeah, and, and that's when we like we hear that Chuck is is like okay. And Sweetie died. Yeah, that's when the death of Sweetie. Sweetie like, death. If drawn. a guy like molested you like this is just what's crazy to me like he's molested like their whole friend group um and then he um then is openly gay for like three years and i feel like no one has any questions about why now he's like quote-unquote like boyfriend material like he was sent to fucking conversion therapy like that's what it sounds like to me like they like fucking made him like go into a um like he like did went to labor camp and yeah, then, no, like, literally. all of a sudden, like, expresses no interest in homosexuality anymore. Yeah. Um, he was, like, milked straight because it's, like, a, a – it seems to be, like, a cow-based <laughs> cow curriculum. No, I, I mean that literally in that they keep fucking talking about, like, delivering baby cows. I And, like, know, how that's, still. like, the most enlightening moment. Didn't that happen in – my mind is all over the place right now. You know who I've been thinking a, a lot about lately? Who? <laughs> Jiggy Nye from Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> because don't they like deliver pe- doesn't Penny have a little baby Penny yeah. the horse and I've just been thinking about Jiggy Nye a lot for some reason because number one crazy crazy name number two he was just there and being like don't you don't take my horse you little little nasty girl yeah. um, and Felicity stood up to Jiggy Nye mostly I've just been thinking about him because of his name 
Yeah. It just got stuck in my head, and I was like, that doesn't seem like a real name in the colonial era, but maybe it was. <laughs> Somebody saw that. But, like, her name's, like, her, like, brother's name is, like, Tom or whatever, and then, yeah. like, Stockboy's <laughs> name is Ben, like. Tom, Ben, Felicity, and, of course, Jiggy Nye. <laughs> Jiggy Nye. <laughs> the fifth girl. <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny, but. No, it is. It's, it's um, late night. It's late night. GLU. It's late night vibes. Um, yeah. Sophomore year. Serena I, and Nate hook up. And then yes. Blair. Um, Nate, like, comes in and tries to hook up with Blair. Yeah. Blair, it's like, it's it's a lot of love triangle boyfriend drama. Catches. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. clearly um, the cheating didn't, didn't crack him loose the first time. Um, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, it's like. They're just, like, passing him back and forth like a cookie. Yeah, literally. They're both taking bites out of him. Yeah. Um, slobbering on him, uh, leaving it, like, the crumbs all over their nasty-ass hands. Um, yeah, and then uh, we also see um, that uh, Jenny... No, Jenny's not back till the next one. Not until um, junior year. But Dan is, like, not doing anything right now. Like, what does Dan do sophomore year? Nothing, right? Like, doesn't he, um, does he, I'm trying to think, like. He gets something published in the New Yorker. Again, which we already got that. Congrats, Dan. Yeah. The fall of Juice Poem slots whores. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and, um. So then I'll be honest, I glossed sophomore year and junior year heavily because I was like, what's like, who is this bitch? What is this bitch doing? What does it have to do with me type situation? Until I saw Jenny was back. I really didn't. I really didn't pay close attention. Yeah. Well, here's what happens is that um, Dan and Serena get together at the, the sophomore year. And then so the next year, Jenny is graduating high school and. Chuck and um, Blair are dating and they're at Blair's like dad's house and there's yeah. they all get stuck in a snowstorm like Which all like, of the characters why? yeah exactly and then Vanessa is unhappy with because uh, she's trying to tell a story about basically make like an autobiographical film about her experience in high school and how crazy they were and her boyfriend's like no let's turn it into like this Icelandic feature with these two twin boys yeah so he goes to Iceland um, and then so she's just kind of stuck at home. And then um, Dan and Serena and Chuck and Blair and Nate and Jenny are all stuck in this snowstorm. And Nate and Jenny hooks up and Nate takes Jenny's virginity. Which, and yeah. The fact that Jenny had a whole book series in fucking boarding school and not one time did we cover her virginity getting lost and we have to come back and do it with Nate. And they say some shit like, like, yeah. oh, at this point, Nate was really talented at taking virginities because he's done it so many times. Ew. And it's like, ew, ew, ew. What a loser. Well, remember he's when gross. they always talk about how Serena was like, you parted my Red Sea after yeah. they fought the first time. Right. And like, the which whole would time. happen in the prequel. So I don't, I don't care to read that. And I have so, to say. It's like literally like six pages of just like him entering her 
And then he Ew. pulled out, and then he went back in, and then he pulled out, and then he went back in, and then you'll you'll never guess, but he pulled out, and then he went back in, and then he pulled out, and then he went back in. Like that's probably nine to ten pages of the prequel. Um, yeah. yeah, Jenny and Nate, fuck. I'm just like, why? I don't care. Like I don't care about either of them. I I'm happy that Jenny's back because at least that's adding like a little bit of texture here. They kind yeah. of like. The narrative forgets and then reminds itself that Jenny's not in college. Like, they're kind of all having this conversation, like, reminiscing about high school. And Jenny, like, there's, like, a sentence where it's, like, Jenny's, like, she didn't want to take this opportunity to remind them that she was just finishing high school. And it's, like, why are we even bringing this up? How old is this girl? Like, I don't know. I'm not keeping intimate track of Jenny's age. You could have lied about it. I would have not paid attention. Yeah, exactly. And there also is, like, this weird thing about, like, Chuck is, like, now, like, just the perfect boyfriend and is, like, so understanding of Blair and Blair's feelings. And then also, like, Dan and Serena, like, are, like, it seems like they're, like, married. Yes. I don't know. It's just so weird to me because Dan is, unlike in the show, Dan is such a freak in these books. Yeah. Oh, did we mention that Serena's a movie star? I mean, I oh, yeah, she's a movie of, star. I guess. But then like, she walks out of, like, coffee at the palace or whatever. So she she quits acting at some point. I forgot to mention that. She quits acting in favor of just, like, wearing um, the Roe-branded, like, scoop neck dresses around town. Yeah. Um, um, and then um, we also some someone writes in a Gossip Girl and said that, like, they could see, like, Nate and Jenny, like, fucking, like, a puppet show. Like, that they're their neighbors <laughs> and they, like, saw this, like, pornographic, like, silhouettes <laughs> of them fucking. And also, like, Serena's tries to get into Nate's room, like, is, like, walking around with a candle, like, to, or, to like, fuck him again. Like, Serena yeah. cannot keep her hands off She's this insatiable. man. She's She's fucking funny yeah. as hell, and I respect her for it. That's the one consistent thing that I respect in this book is that Serena is going to get it in. Yeah, even period. though we know that every time she has it, then she doesn't want it anymore. Right, um, but that's her whole yeah. thing. But my girl is out yeah. here like full fucking insatiable queen, and I stand with yeah. her. Um, and then finally what we get is in senior year, Nate and Jenny are still dating, but then... Jenny breaks up with him because she wants to be with Tyler, who's Blair's younger brother. Blair and Chuck are still together. Um, and Serena and Dan are still together. But then Dan cheats on uh, Serena with Vanessa. And then him and Vanessa are back together. And then Nate essentially tries to do the same thing that he did their senior year of high school, where he's kind of like, I want both of you. Yeah. Um, and I really thought they were going to enter into a throuple. That's yes. what I thought was going to happen. But then, no, um, Blair and Serena are like, we're actually going to travel the world together. Yeah. Um, just how it always should be. Except, no, because they're really bad friends to each other. Um, and anything loving about their relationship was was so far in the past at this point. Um, that they, I don't know. Like, I, I can see into the future of these books and... Like if there if this series were to continue to continue, this shit would happen just again and again and again and again. Right. Also, the amount of cheating that happens in this book is a little in this book series is a little disconcerting, just in terms of 
I feel like no one in these books is ever like, well, you cheated on me once, so you might do that again. Or like, well, well you cheated on... Yeah. They're never actually dating. Scoot, I would counter... Scooch closer to the mic. Sorry. I would counter that they're never actually really dating each other. Like, there's not a lot of situations where people are actually like, we are boyfriend, Dan and Vanessa. Yes, but also, like, the two of them cheat on each other constantly to the point where it's like, well, that them being in any sort of relationship that they claim is monogamous has no bearing on their actual behavior. So if they do it again, like, it's like, okay, well, same rules as last time. We're just going to fuck around on each other until somebody gets so mad that, like, we yeah. stop and then it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then, of course, like, books. the book ends with, like, books. Vanessa sort of just being, like, like, them being, like, and then Vanessa was, like, never heard from again, <laughs> essentially. Right. Like, She's yeah. gone, ding dong. This girl that we oh, all hate. Oh, and Dan is going to Iowa, Iowa Writers Program, which is like, no, he's not. It's the same. They sent Jughead from Rivers Riverdale, Riversdale. They sent Jughead from Riverdale to like the Iowa Writers Workshop. Are you serious? Yeah, it's only valid when they sent Hannah there. Even then, they have to like explain that like, oh, Hannah, Hannah off screen started writing fiction. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no nonfiction program. She's writing fiction now. She's writing short stories. Um, oh, my God. Oh, God. It's guys, so I, and I'm really trying not, like, I've been holding, I've been trying to hold back because I feel um, not embarrassed, but I think when we read the Click books, like, we were still growing as a podcast, and I feel totally. embarrassed about how much we were like, let's just not talk about this. So I'm yeah. really trying to talk about this as to not get that criticism um, and make that not a pleasant listening experience, but I these, guess let's try books, to, let's try to put ourselves yeah. into the shoes of our readers. Yeah. What do they want to hear right now? What do they want to hear us talk about with regard to, with regard to this book? Like, I really can't, like I'm racking my brain of things that I can kind of, well, I don't know. Let's just talk about the series overall. Things that I did enjoy about the series. Um, the monkey. I, Monkey, monkey, monkey. Um, I thought that monkey, the interior. Monkey, monkey. <laughs> that's your uh, next single, and it's not going to do as well as your as, your as little boy on a boat. No, <laughs> no. Um, uh, I, uh, I think that um, I, I enjoy kind of the interior design in these books. Like there was some cool space work in terms of like I don't know, like Blair's bedroom and how Constance uh, Billiard was. I liked. Uh, hearing about them drinking coffee all the time. And I have to say that anything I liked about this book, um, Dan has not touched. Uh, I hated Dan's stinky apartment with his dad who like did not shower, like constantly hearing about how he's like drinking like folders, like with like cigarette ash mixed in. Yeah. Um, That's tough. Yeah. I I liked Blair and Blair and uh, Vanessa's friendship at some points. I thought that was kind of cute. And like when they got their apartment together, that book was okay. Everything when they were at school, I'm not saying in school, when they were at school, like when anything was taking place at the school, I liked that. Yeah. I really came to these books with the promise that it would be about like the highs and lows of like this prep school. Like remember the first book, like they're planning a dance. There's politics about who gets to plan the dance. There's like politics about who wears what uniforms. Like it's all very fun and interesting. Ever since then, we've essentially had no, nothing takes place in the school. No, because they're all like, Serena's immediately like, I'm a a model and my face is on this perfume ad. Like nothing happens when they're at at school. Yeah, they're like, oh, Constance Billard. Like, 
constant spiller this, constant spiller that. It's like, well, babe, like we've been at constant filler for essentially only like five minutes this entire book series. Yeah. Like, why is constant filler so iconic then? Because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. No. Um, Yeah. And I think like, let's also talk about like, if we were writing this book series or editing it, what would we do to punch it up? I would say immediately remove Dan and Vanessa as characters. I think, I also think we don't ever need Nate's point of view. Actually, I think we only need Blair's point of view. Maybe Blair and Serena. I like Blair and Serena. I think the book needs to be more committed to being a two-hander between Blair and Serena jockeying for power within the school. And all of the things that come with that within the high school environment. We, I don't care. Like, I know so many times you're like, Sophie, didn't you say when we read the click that you love when a book goes Hollywood? Um, But this didn't go Hollywood. It stayed in New York. They didn't fly to L.A. Fly to L.A., bitch. Make them, if you want to make a movie, make them fly to L.A. for one book and then get their fat asses on a plane and fly them back. Like, and then don't talk about it again. Like, do something fun. Do something unique. Way less travel. I think they think that the travel is enticing. The travel is like, bonkers and confusing um and reading about travel is really tiring to me because I think about if I was traveling and that's exactly and also like you know one of the best books in the series did include some travel because it was about when they went to go visit colleges Mm -hmm. give us more you know give us like spend a couple books really grounding us in who these characters are and how they jockey for power within the school dynamic and then give us those college visits so that we have, we can have a little bit more fun with what the characters are thinking when they visit the colleges and then make those characters that they kind of meet up with at the colleges that are weird, make them somehow connect to the overarching plot of the book. Like this book, the overarching plot of the book is who's going to be together, Nate and Serena or Blair and Nate, or, you know, obviously Blair and Serena. And every single book, we reach the same conclusion. Which is that these girls cannot keep their hands off off Nate's dick. Nate's dick. Yes. Which, what is is it about this this man? What is... I couldn't tell you. He just must be so hot, right? Because... The way he's written is like I if I would lose brain cells if I was in a room with this man. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's like it's he's horrible to think about to look at, etc. Yeah, um, I I feel like the fact that so many of these books were based around or amped up to them going to college. Um. I have to say to the average reader, the dilemma of which Ivy League of like the five Ivy League schools you got into to choose is is like just not I don't know in what world a teen would would want to read about that. Because I even as, I have to see, even though I these disagree. are fictional characters, but but knowing but knowing this isn't about them like competing for even like academic power is is the thing. Like that would have been a more interesting twist to it. But I'm like, how does Nate get into all these Ivy League schools? I disagree for this reason. I think that people who are younger who think that the only colleges that exist are the ones that they've heard of yeah. are interested in reading about, like, oh, my well, God, Yale! Like, I think that's And that's how it for- works with grad school, too, or an MFA program, because the only MFA program anyone knows about is Iowa Writers' Workshop. Exactly. Uh, what a fucking drag. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there are New York characters that were we didn't interact with in this book that we could have had make appearances. Seinfeld could have made an appearance. Um, uh, one of, like, Marnie could have made an appearance. She that could have been, been like, Blair's she mentor. She could have mm-hmm. saved her. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld could have, like, made Dan into, like, kind of a stand-up prodigy for one book. Um, you know, there's there's a lot we're missing. And, yeah, it's, like, if, if this is... Because I'm not a New York girl, necessarily. Like, I visited once. It's fine. I ha- I, I was on a uh, choir field trip, so I am sure I did not get an authentic experience. Um, but this doesn't have the feel that, like, Sex and the City, uh, Girls, like, all these these shows that are so New York-y have to it. Like, I can't get any, like, physical sense of the city from these books. I honestly wish that they would have included a little map in the front like they do in Narnia or something. Yeah. Like, measuring out where where these these women Well, what's interesting live. is that they really, like, it, all of this book takes place really in, like, a four-block radius. So to explore that world and to really place us in that world could have been really interesting. But it's instead, it's it's all over the place. It feels very unmoored, very unstuck. And yeah, it's boring. It's hateful. It's dark. I don't like it. I wouldn't recommend anybody read these, and I think that they're bad. Yeah, I agree. There's a reason that they were always available at the local library. Yes, because the library is a bad, hateful place. (laughs) Well, I just feel like there's always more of a volume of these available for selection than there was Pretty Little Liars or The Click. Like, like I'm saying that people were not checking these out as much. That's obviously a false... uh, uh, well, I guess what I will say is when I when I say that, I mean that um, if you want to check out these ebooks, get you don't have to get in line. I've never, I've only today was the first time because I have my Chicago library card and my Cincinnati library card. One or two times today and another time I've had to switch um, to my other card to see if it's available at that library. But uh, if you want the ebook of this, go for it. They're, well, they're super available. Uh I'll do you one better. All of these books are available for free on Internet Archive. Yeah, true. Is All it one of those are. ones, though, where it's like the scan? It's a scan, but it's a good scan. I've, that's how I've read all of these books. We did learn that. Um, now, this one was available in U.S., but for some reason, a lot of the audiobooks of these are, like, I had to use a VPN. I could have because I could have listened to an audiobook of this. But the the narrator was really annoying, and it was 10 hours long. Girl, devastating news. No Brandy Glanville. Brandy is such a good... Listen to... Go to our Patreon. Listen to our episode on Brandy Glanville and her memoir. She's such a... She's... Brandy's the best audiobook narrator of all time, and I, I stand with her. Okay. Yeah. I am ready to call it a, a like... Let's end with a whimper on the Gossip Girl saga. Um, yeah. Thank you all for sticking with us through all of this uh, i hope you liked this late night sleepover style episode um if you didn't call us sleepy joe in the comments um and ask yeah, us to please. ask us to do better <laughs> about our response to the monkeypox pandemic um everybody thank you like franny said we're gonna be hitting you guys with some new stuff soon so stay tuned for all of that um i'm sophie for franny I'm thank franny. you very much for good night um, gossip girl yeah good night gossip girl do not gossip about us um what you can do if you want to gossip about us is you can go to um 
Our social media is at Girls Like Us Show on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow our Patreon to listen to that very fun episode we did about Brandy Glanville's memoir and to listen to our episode on the Victoria's Secret documentary. Um, Patreon.com slash Girls Like Us Show. And as always, our lovely producer is Camden Stacy. And our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only Leggy. Have a great week, everybody. Don't download the Gossip Girl books. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, so.